Radio. It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. I wonder how you're spending your day. But whatever it is that you're doing, thank you for listening to RX Radio. I'm your host, Olive, and this is The Branch Talk. If this is your first time listening to this program, here we have conversations with uh, policymakers, technocrats, and other individuals regarding events making news in the country, and also stories that have had everyone talking. In studio with me is the National Unity Platform Secretary General, David Lewis Rubongoya. So over the last couple of weeks, at least 26 people have been killed in Greater Massacre region by machete-wielding men. The assailants would give prior warnings before they strike, maim people to death and don't take anything from them. Most of those killed were impoverished elderly people. Now, following the murders, police launched investigations and arrested at least 23 people for the killings. And among these are two members of parliament from the National Unity Platform Party. So today, our main interest is to look into the alleged involvement of these two members of parliament. And that's why National Unity Platform's Secretary General is in studio with me. Again, Mr. David Lewis Rubongoya, you're welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Olive. Now, Mr. Rubongoya, at the peak of these murders sometime last month, President Museveni and even Information Minister Chris Bariomo said that politicians were behind the killings. What do you have to say about that? Uh, thank you so much and uh, uh, greetings to all those uh, listening in uh, to this program. Um, we've made it very clear that, uh, first of all, this is a criminal matter um, which is uh, ostensibly before courts of law. But uh, what we have clearly indicated is that uh, the regime in Uganda, the, the, the regime which rules over this country, has oftentimes used uh, prosecution for persecution purposes. They use uh, cases of this nature to persecute political opponents and uh, this is not the first time you you remember very well about uh, if, just a few years ago, maybe three, Honorable Chagulani, the state came out and said that they found uh, him with guns in, yes. in, in his hotel room and uh, eventually put him before a court martial. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go and read about uh, Dr. Besiji and when he was uh, coming up uh, to challenge Museveni and all that, you'll see at some point the regime said there was a PRA, a rebel group, and they used that to arrest so many of uh, Dr. Besiji's supporters and mobilizers. Mm. They killed others. Um, they, they did all sorts of things in the name of pursuing those people. So what we've been saying is that uh, we, we cannot rule out the possibility that these are just politically motivated issues. Okay. Now, Uganda has a multi-party system and as such, there are very many different political parties. Yet, it's only NUP lawmakers that have so far been implicated. Why? Yeah, because the the NUP uh, poses the greatest challenge to the status quo (laughs) as at present. Mm. And that has been the narrative uh, previously when... uh, uh, they felt that the challenge, the biggest challenge was coming from FDC, that's how they treated it. And, uh, you know, they at some point arrested uh, members of parliament from uh, the northern region, actually uh, implicated them in murder and all that kind of thing. So this has not happened for the first time. Okay. What I must say, though, is that um, these are matters before courts. Yes. Our demand has been very clear. 
if you say these people uh, participated in this, let them be given a speedy free trial. Mm-hmm. Bring out the evidence and let, let the public see that the, the kind of evidence you're relying on. Okay. But otherwise, what we've been seeing is they just come up, concoct cases, and then eventually they die out, bring others. Uh, you, you, I'm sure you've watched some clips of... Um, the previous time, maybe some two, three years back when there were issues, and even before actually in 2016 when there were uh, 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 killings in around Masaka and other places, some youth later on came out and confessed to have been hired by, you know, the police. By the police? Yeah, by the police to come out and implicate some people in these murders. From the opposition? Not necessarily from the opposition. At some point, I think there was someone called BK or whoever. These clips have been ma- making rounds on social media. Mm-hmm. These youth coming out to say they promised us a good life. They said they would give us money. They would give us this and that. And then these young people came out and confessed before the press said this is a man who sent us to kill people. Actually, right now, the police alleges that some of the suspects have implicated the members of parliament, saying that they had meetings, I think, uh, in places like Nansana. That's where Happy Boys is and Ndeva. Um, and uh, apparently, the suspects say that the MPs promised them wealth. That's what I'm saying. You've seen that before. Uh, it happened before and it could happen now. But what you need to also understand very, very importantly is that if they had that evidence, the way this state operates, they would have presented it. Mm. There are cameras all over in those areas. Let them come up and show us that meeting happening with these members of parliament uh, in, in attendance. But most of this is just politically motivated. Uh, I had General Kaindo Tafile, the Minister of Internal Affairs, yesterday speak out and say that, you know, these killings are happening now in Masaka because it is no longer us, under us. Yeah, I, I was actually coming to that. He yeah. said that there were no killings in Masaka when NRM was dominant in that area. Yeah. And he also further said that maybe NUP could unknowingly be in bed with people that are carrying out these crimes. So I'm wondering, has the party done an audit to check out its members to, you know, remove the chaff? No, but uh, the, the, the members of NUP, um, first of all, we made it very clear that for us, we are a non-violent group of people. Mm. We are non-violent and that is our approach to politics. We do politics of civility. We believe in the rule of law and good governance. Mm. But what is even more contradictory is that the people of Masaka voted overwhelmingly for NUP. Yes. We cannot turn on them and start killing them, even if we had the capacity and the means. But the third point is that the power to investigate, prosecute and all that lies with the state. Mm. And so it is not up to NUP to go in massacre trying to carry out investigations and all that. Of course, if the state abdicates its role and, and is not doing it, we then call upon our citizens to guard themselves and to make sure that no one is coming under the, you know, you know, the darkness to kill them when most of these killings might actually be politically motivated. Uh, you remember very well that uh, in this country we have all sorts of outfits, uh, crime preventers, you have uh, Chiboko Squad, you have all these outfits that uh, have been operating over time. Yes. You have LDUs, indisciplined people, ill-trained. Now, it should not surprise any citizen when these people who are, who are desperate, poor and all that, turn on the citizens and start killing them. But again, all these things should be investigated. Unfortunately, uh, we know that in this country, if anything has a political uh, linking or, or, or uh, inkling, there will be no investigation. That, Is that, that so? <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, uh, we will be right back uh, on this matter of the involvement of NUP members of parliament in the alleged killings in the Greater Massacre region. Don't go away. Radio. Welcome back to the Branch Talk. My name is Olive and uh, in studio with me is the National Unity Platform Secretary General, David Lewis Rubongoya. Now, earlier you mentioned that people in Greater Massacre region overwhelmingly voted against President Museveni. Still, there are people that actually voted for the man. What if there are some overzealous opposition supporters targeting these as some form of punishment? You see, what, all, all we're saying is let there be investigations mm. and let the investigations be transparent. Mm. Let the investigations be seen by everybody. Um, I am here. I'm not in Masaka. I yes. may not tell exactly what goes on under the cover of darkness in Masaka. Mm. The challenge is that the, 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 even the criminal justice system, like I said, has been highly, highly politicized. You know the whole nation is aware of how some of our leaders and supporters spent over seven months at Chitalia over a trumped-up charge uh, when the, the state claimed they, they, they had uh, one magazine and four bullets, yes. uh, the Nubian Lees, Edimutu, yes. and all, all those others. Mm. That's a criminal justice system we're talking about, that they come, bring a trumped-up charge, shamelessly put it on people. And so how can you even trust the investigations under such a system mm. because there should be transparency um they, then we would be able to know the killers but i i think the statement by, made by general tafile mm. is actually self-implicating it shows you that these people actually know who is killing the people because they say when we had dominance in greater massacre that there place, were no was killings, safe. The place was safe mm. but you ask them uh previously uh, when the killings were happening actually nrm had the bigger number of seats. That's in uh, 2017-18. Yeah, they are 2017-18. Mm. These killings happened. The investigations, were they conducted? Were they concluded? Was there a report? You know, so this is what we're talking about, that we have a, a state which is, uh, for lack of a better word, non-functional, and their intention and interest is stay in power at all costs, and so they don't care about anything else. The investigations, they talk about probably will never see light of day. So, while addressing the nation in June this year, President Museven reassured Ugandans that security in the country was at its best. In fact, he mentioned that criminals who had been terrorizing the Greater Massacre region in 2017-18 had been neutralized. He even brought a witness to this effect, a one, I think, Resti Nachambade. Nachambade. Yes. And she confirmed that with the killing of a thug named uh, Muhammad Chidawalime, and the arrest of his colleagues, peace and calm had returned to the area. But a few weeks later, people are being killed. Same style, same letters, same murder weapons. What do you think about the timing? And could these murders truly be intended to undermine the president? Like I said, I really find some of the um, questions uncomfortable because <laughs> I, I am not an investigator. Mm. I'm not uh, on the ground. To know exactly what's going on. For me, what I'm saying is uh, just a policy problem that I wish there was a way of investigating these murders. Mm. You see, uh, the last time when uh, General Museveni paraded one Nachamba Day and, and people, of course, made a lot of fun of it and everything and what she was trying to say, 
Uh, people are saying maybe uh, what the state was trying to say is that now these things will no longer be there. Then they happen again, and same style, like you said. And you, you're asking yourself, mm. what are the investigators doing? But I also want to remind you that the security that was deployed in Masaka during elections, for example, yes, if it was there right now, all these problems would not even emerge at all. Mm. But because you, you need to ask yourself, what is the state in Uganda more interested in? Keeping in power at all costs, uh, full stop. When they say that uh, there are killings in Masaka, it takes laxity. It had to take up about 20 people getting killed for them to wake up and uh, show some seriousness, which has not even been sufficient, mm. according to the people in Masaka. So the state should just be uh, clear and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and serious, for lack of a better word. Mm. Yeah. So the NUP party president, Robert Chagulani, recently said that government exaggerated its role in curbing the first wave of the killings. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he went ahead to say that it was maybe to hide its incompetence in stopping the serial murders. Now, a section of Ugandans believe that these are just counter-accusations from Chagulani to cover for the party's now-remanded members of parliament. Do you think they're just blind to the truth? No, and first of all, we're not covering up for, for, the, for the members. Mm. Um, like I said, if, if, if the state claims that these members committed any offence, let them produce them before a court of law and let them produce the evidence against them. They were and produced, let, right? Yeah, and then remanded. Mm. But the point is that uh, they should be taken before the High Court speedily because under our constitution provides for a, for a speedy trial. Mm. Now, they should produce them before a court of law. They should clearly indicate the evidence against them. Because, I, I mean... All we're asking for is, uh, is transparency. Let, let them come out and, and show us. But then, to, to the other leg of your question, all we've been saying, and I think what uh, Honorable Chagulani uh, meant, it is not just uh, the massacre situation where there have uh, been unresolved murders. Mm. Here in Entebbe, remember women were being killed. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, you know, every, every other day. About 20 of them. Yeah. Uh, then there was there were assassinations. There have been assassinations of high-profile people in this country. That's right. Assassination, assassination attempts, and all that, and all these things are not investigated to their logical conclusion. Mm. And like I said, what is even more baffling, the opposition members who are often accused, even the PRI suspects. I want you to go and check whether these people were ever convicted by the courts. I remember when um, back in 2018 when Abidiga was killed yeah. uh, Betty Nambose was arrested uh, for the, what police said was that she made comments mm-hmm. on social media yeah. that led to the murder of Abidiga. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that case ended. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So these guys are just uh, um, always doing politics and, and that's it. Okay, if you say so. Now let's take a short musical break. And when we come back, we are going to look into uh, the refusal of National Unity Platform Party to join iPod. And of course, what's happening with Chibalama. Don't go away. We'll be right back. RX Radio.
Thank you for listening to RX Radio and for tuning into the Branch Talk. My name is Olive and you're awesome for keeping it RX Radio. Now, earlier, we were having a conversation about the involvement of National Unity Platform members of Parliament in the killings in the greater Massacre region. Now, we move to where the National Unity Platform Party has declined to join the Inter-Party Organization for Dialogue, commonly known as iPod. You made some comments about that. I want to know why, and I'm sure the listeners would like to know why uh, National Unity Platform has decided to take this route. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, iPod uh, should be a, a platform for dialogue of uh, political parties in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And like we've written, uh, unfortunately, it's, the objective of iPod has been, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, changed and altered uh, negatively. You know that uh, the the reason why iPod was put in place, and if you look at its founding documents, it is supposed to entrench multi-party democracy in Uganda through mm-hmm. dialogue. Yes. But what have we seen for the past 10 years? We've seen this democratic space continue to shrink every year that passes. So our view is that iPod has just been reduced into uh, an opportunity where people meet, take tea, and then have a photo at the end of the meeting. <laughs> is there a Padiem involved? Yeah, there's Padiem <laughs> and all that. But that's why we've said that, unfortunately, serious discussions about the future of this country mm. are denied platform in iPod. What is discussed there is not really what we want to be talking about. We want to talk about electoral reforms, we want to talk about the question of transition. Mm. We want to talk about the question of political parties being allowed to operate and to do their activities, mm. build structures and all that. But if you, you know, we meet in iPod, take a picture, and then tomorrow I try to go to Mbarala to open an office and you tear gas me, and mm. then tomorrow you get all my campaign team and uh, arrest them and uh, charge them with uh, all sorts of things. Treason. Tr- treason and all that. So, I mean, what, 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 what value is there in iPod? Ah, so in what you're trying to say is that for iPod, the discussions are about making news headlines, pictures, but nothing that has been discussed is ever materialized. It's uh, it's just a fashed. Mm. Uh, you know, dictatorial regimes like the one we have in Uganda always prefer to give a picture, an image of uh, democracy. We are democratic. We talk to the opposition. But how can you talk to the opposition when you actually are killing their people um, not allowing them operate, stifling them, uh, stifling them. So that's why we're saying that iPod is is used by the NRM as a fashed mm. to convince the world out there that actually we have some semblance of democracy. Mm. But we're saying that if iPod is truly to do what it is supposed to do, it should be uh, about transparency. It should be about uh, impartiality. It should be about fairness. It should be about openness. And we've also made it very clear that. Um, you do not put your foot on my neck and say, let's talk. Mm, you're right. In order for us to have a discussion, we should be seated at the table the way I'm seated facing you and, and, and we are equals, we're having a conversation. Yes. But if you uh, frustrate me, uh, block my uh, everything around me, uh, the Honorable Chagoranya has not been allowed to perform in this country for about three years now. That's right. Um, uh, you know, uh, every other day you've, you've seen all the violations that have happened the kind of elections we just uh, got out of and the violence involved and all that 
and then the regime comes up and says we have iPod. It's a we joke. Agree with other political parties. Yeah, <laughs> it's a complete joke. Um, you mentioned something about transition as one of the things that National Unity Platform looks out for. And uh, there is a story that came out a while back where President Museveni was saying that he's not grooming his son for presidency. What do you think about that? Because as far as we are concerned right now, the NRM doesn't have someone to come on the party ticket for presidency. Uh, do you still believe what uh, General Museveni says? <laughs> Well, I take what he says, I take what you say, because as a journalist, that's all I can do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're Ugandan also. Yeah. And do you really agree? You know, this is a man who was on TV and said, I cannot run beyond 75 years. They asked him a question. He said, certainly not. Mm. And now he's 77. He's still in a state house. So honestly speaking, whatever he says, uh, I cannot just take it. So uh, you're he, saying that people should take what he said with a pinch of salt. Yeah, I'm saying that he cannot be believed. His words cannot be believed. Because, and I'm not just saying it, I'm, we have evidence all over. And I mean, you're Ugandan, you, you've seen newspaper clips from 2006 when you're saying this is my last time. You go to his manifestos of 2000, I think 2001, 2000, almost every time he keeps saying this is my last time. So, so he's not someone whose words I can take. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, you've had issues with uh, Chibalama regarding the party. Yeah. And uh, he made a statement recently saying that he is back in the party and all the legal wars that you guys have been embroiled in are over. Tell us more about that. <laughs> I like the way you, you, you speak his name. <laughs> well, Mzai Chibalama is uh, our founding president mm. and uh, together with the, with the team that uh, he used to work with. I mean, we made it clear to the country that this was uh, politically motivated. <laughs> you know, when you're, when I think you're, everything is politically motivated because you guys are a political party. So Yeah, but you see, when you're in the opposition in Uganda, you mm. have a full-time job. Uh-huh. When you're dealing with this issue, once you finish this, they bring another one. Mm. Then they bring another one. So now we're dealing with the Segirinyas. That's another Honorable uh, Segirinya and Honorable Sewanyana in yes. prison. After that, they will bring up another one. So this is how the state has been operating. Mm. You remember very well that Tamzei Chibarama came out to the nation very happily, handed over the party to us, mm-hmm. to the leadership of Honorable Chagura. That's Tamuraba. correct. And he said, I am an old man. I want to go and retire. Two weeks later, he disappeared. And the state took him to Mbali, did all sorts of things to him. The next time we saw him was in court <laughs> saying different things. Uh-huh. Then he was on a live uh, saying that we had bought a party for five million dollars. Uh, when he got to court, he changed that statement. So these have been challenges. These, our comrades, Mzee uh, Chibarama and Simba, are not bad people. They are not our enemies, but the enemies are those who have been using them mm. or who will try to use them at any point. So we are glad that they came out yesterday, made a statement clearly indicating that they have withdrawn all the complaints and that they are now ready to work and move with the party and we hope they will continue uh, in that spirit. Okay, Uh, that will be good for NUP because it's not good for your party to be embroiled in something that is never ending, especially with uh, the founding fathers, if I can call them that. So what's your last message to our listeners regarding um, the fate of the two members of parliament that are currently in prison? because of the killings in massacre. Yeah, we encourage our people, first of all, to remain alert mm. and to know that uh, the state in Uganda and the regime is willing to do anything. 
really. And uh, we are going to see them do many, many more things uh, to try and uh, either paint NUP. You know, they've tried so hard to paint NUP as a violent group of people. They've tried it over time um, through different channels. And, and Genome 7 himself has come out to condemn us as violent when actually he's the one who uses violence against us. So the people of Uganda should remain alert, should remain vigilant, but also should continue struggling until the human rights of the people of Uganda are respected and until all institutions are freed because right now they are captive. Mm. For example, we wouldn't be having this discussion about Honorable Alan Sewanyan and Honorable Segrinja if the judiciary, if the police, if the DPP were independent institutions mm. yes. without political interferences because you would know that an MP like any other person can commit an offense and if the person is going to get a free and fair trial, so be it. But the problem in this country is that we know so many times that charges of this nature have been politically motivated. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Rubongoya, for gracing the branch talk. I would love to host you here again some thank other you. time. Thank you very much. And I'll be glad to return on the show. All right. All right. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely day too. We've heard from the National Unity Platform Secretary General, David Lewis Rubongoya, regarding the party's stand on the alleged involvement of their members of parliament in the killings in the Greater Massacre region. My name is Olive. Thank you so much for keeping it RX Radio. This has been The Branch Talk. Until next Saturday, bye-bye.